The time for empty talk is over. Now arrives the hour of action. It's time for the John DePietro Show here on News Talk, WNRI, 1380 AM and 99.9 and 95.1 FM. He's a special kind of sentinel. Mr. DePietro, who is in the eye of the storm. Suddenly, John DePietro became the story. Radio talk show host, John DePietro. All right, here we go, folks. Welcome to lunchtime. Good afternoon, one and all. Here I am. Hi there. Karen, everybody on Facebook Live. David's going to be joining us coming up. David of Brood Awakening is going to join me next hour. Folks, this portion of the John DePietro Show is brought to you by Ryan's Appliance Repair. Remember what we say. Remember, remember what we say. When your appliance is dying, just call Ryan. Ryan's Appliance Repair. Repairs on all makes and models of appliances. Call Ryan's Appliance Repair. 401 710 7096. 401 710 7096 repairs on all makes and models of appliances. Ryan's Appliance Repair. Well, folks, it's Tuesday at noon in studio with me. Happens to be one of my siblings, Massachusetts communication consultant. Good afternoon to, uh, well, I don't want to say our friend, but good afternoon to my sister, Donna Perry. Good afternoon, DJ. <laughs> siblings can be friends. Yeah, Great to be right. here, all JD. Right. All right, let's start off, and I like to save it for the airwaves. Um, you know, the, the amount of buildup has really been unbelievable regarding the Iowa caucus. And as we sit here right now, uh, obviously, they don't have any result. I'm very anxious to hear your thoughts. There was so much attention to this. It does seem in this day and age almost unimaginable how something like this could happen. But I think it is a premonition of how this is going to go for the Democrat Party. But as you were watching the results or lack of results, the coverage last night, which I found laugh out loud, once the anchors started to realize yeah. where this was going, they actually started to turn on the party. Yeah. And turn and, and and I thought Wolf was visibly angry. Jay Tapper, Matthews, they're disgusted. They're also all exhausted. They are exhausted. But all they do yeah. is this day and night, JJ. So, but ta- let's touch on the guys. I think there's a lot of ramifications from this. Uh, totally, um, as you've been saying, not only is this an unmitigated disaster on many levels yeah. for um, for really the National Democratic Party. But I think, as you're saying, it, John, it's almost a metaphor yep. for all that has been almost like just the mess of the Democrats in reaction to Trump all this time. If, yes. if they had not spent three and a half years, you know, really just trying to run around saying that Donald Trump is the worst thing that ever happened, yep. you know, to the earth, basically... Not paying attention in a way, their own policies, development, maybe fielding better candidates, certainly, though, looking after the most basics in politics, the mechanics of the vote. And and I would lay a lot of the blame at the foot of the National Democratic yes. the DNC, J.D. Yep. You and I know yes. you don't just you can't just blame the Iowa no. State Democratic Party. No, this not, is not as something this big. First in the nation contest, yes. you go. Uh, it, it has to be the DNC hand in hand with that state party. They had some new procedures. Obviously, you had not enough training. Huh. You got a bum app. I mean, this is. To say it's embarrassing is is an understatement. It is. Yeah, um, I don't think we've seen anything. I mean, no, it's unprecedented. This so closely, but I also want to touch on. You know, there's a part of me I actually feel for the campaigns because you know, they have been in Iowa for how long now? Yeah, and volunteers and the amount of money spent and the time and energy and effort, and it is supposed to be the caucuses finish. You have the result. You know, you have the famous speech, whether it's Howard Dean. Where he then finished their, or whatever it is, but we're on in New Hampshire. The whole I thing, agree. To, to leave and, un, and not having any results 
is I, I think it's also it's bad for democracy. It, it's very, very bad. And I, I also want to agree with you, J.D. We both have college age kids. You know what? Whether you disagree or not. I felt bad. You see the faces of those 20, 21-year-olds. It's their first real foray into politics, no matter what side of the aisle. You want to encourage young people. And and you do. You you could see them, you know, they're like crying and they're oh exhausted and they've given months. When you have yes. we all know when you get into the nitty gritty, people are knocking on doors yep. in neighborhoods in the cold Sacrifice. of Iowa and yep. then the boiling hot and the Iowa State Fair and they're dragging oh around. My goodness. Like you say, JD, this is a two years for a lot of these people. Oh yeah. And I watched some of the C SPAN coverage over the weekend. You have people that, you know, he opened up his base to the volunteers, people have been crashing on couches, yeah. sleeping wherever, campaign offices, all going on adrenaline, all of that for nothing. Now, that said, you know, as you know, um, this is then built to, there's supposed to be three tickets out of Iowa. Um, does Iowa even matter now? I mean, the results that come out, now they're already all in New Hampshire. Well, now but that, yeah. Do, but do the Iowa results, the Iowa, New Hampshire primary is next Tuesday. Do you, do you think, what what is your thought on what does this mean when, I mean, they are going to come out with some results. Well, here's what I what oh, I no. think. I think that is a tainted result. Yeah. I, don't, I don't think anyone gets to claim the mantle no. of Iowa after this. It's wow. not. The results will be questioned. Yes. It's tainted. The whole world is saying, uh, you know, was the, they're cheating and the app doesn't work. And so things didn't come out correctly. Um, at one point last night, I thought, why don't they ask, you know, um, Yang, because he's an IT guy. Right. <laughs> Maybe he could yes. Andrew could have helped them a little bit. It's, it is beyond fathomable that yeah. this could have been allowed. There's now reporting saying they knew by mid last week, That's J.D., right. yep. it wasn't ready. Um, it, but it lays at the feet of the DNC, and I think it does so much damage across the board with all those campaigns. Um, if your team, Bernie, you are you have you feel like there's handprints all over this. Number one, yep. um, and I know we'll get into it. I would say no. Touch on that. that. Well, I think when you go down the list, I'll give you my impressions. Go I ahead. think Biden is the big loser. Yeah, you know why? Unlike Bernie. Biden is running low on cash. He is. And as you said, Iowa traditionally is the catapult. It's the rocket. You go over, you, you know, you get shot out of Iowa. And then even if you are low on cash, the money pours in. Biden needed this to happen. He did. His team has a letter to them, but that's not going to mean anything. No, um, he needed that because they yeah. were kind of expecting. Now, we don't know what the result, but Biden was thinking it was going to be he and Bernie as the two big out of coming out of Iowa into New Hampshire. Now, if you're the Sanders campaign, as much as they were expecting a big win in Iowa, to me, his crowd gets really fired up. He has a substantial lead in new polls in New Hampshire, yeah. Donna Perry. But I just want to come back for what what are you thinking if you're in Iowa and you are a, either a Trump supporter or you're an independent? I think this damages the party. I absolutely I think it does reflect upon what exactly are these people running? The competence. Yes. I think it raises competence. And another real important point is this issue of technology yep. uh, in in today's contest, J.D. Yes. There's been a lot made of that Team Trump has already run circles around them. Yep. And the way they do very targeted social media, yes. um, you know, um, 
campaigning. He has what is considered the best digital media guy in the business in Brad Parscale, right. who's got to be yeah. smiling today. Oh, he was. You see, and they're not a match for that. No. And like I say, they have spent three years in this hysterical hatred of Trump, and they spent a lot of oxygen on that. And it just doesn't matter if you can't execute and again, it goes to the top of that party. It's, I'm sorry, you can't just blame, you know, there's people at that Iowa State party now. They're, you know, probably hysterically crying. And they, Can you imagine? I mean, they've been up yeah. all night. They've been all up since then. But on top of that, you go back to 2016. The Bernie people felt, and they did, they got a raw deal. Those emails were revealed from WikiLeaks. Uh, Donna Brazil came out, the party. It was definitely stacked in Hillary's favor. Now, as Bernie is seemingly on the verge of a big Iowa win, the whole thing is thrown in flux. I think that makes them double down. And I think that makes them even more of a rabid dog. Yeah. The Sanders I, people. I totally agree. He will fundraise off this. He will. Uh, in yes. a way. You know, yeah. I don't know how point. personal he'll get on it. But he can fundraise and say we're being stopped at every turn. You know, uh, again, whoever comes out, I think it, it, you're just there's no one who is going to be able to claim the mantle of Iowa. Yep. It's on to New Hampshire. I thought Buttigieg looked kind of foolish, frankly. He was the only campaign. Yep. Well, again, you mean they... You claiming victory? Well, yeah, yeah. I mean, they were, of course, they were getting results. It's not like there's no results, but the final official tabulation is what's not out. Yep. And I think in the midst of all this, for him to kind of have a victory lap, yeah. I think that could end up looking premature. Yep. Yeah, um, definitely, and definitely towards the Sanders people. Although, you know, all results, and again, folks, good afternoon. It's Shonda Petro, Donna Perry in, in studio. And apparently, two people that were on the verge of having a big night were Bernie Sanders and Mayor Pete. But now we don't know. I agree with you. I think Iowa is, I don't even know if it matters anymore. Yeah. Now you have State of the Union tonight. They were all in New Hampshire. But before we go, I think something also that was kind of showed itself last night. And that is that, you know, there are certain people, Chris Matthews, I think, is a good bellwether. Um, he, he has been, you know, he's a Democrat. You know, Sanders is a socialist. But I saw it like disgust with the party. And that's what yes, I also saw I from Wolf. And, yep. they, and I and flip Scarborough. back and forth in Scarborough. Like they are starting to realize these people don't have it. This in, in order to defeat an incumbent president, never mind someone like President Trump, you, you need to run a perfect race and and this is how they start with an unmitigated unprecedented disaster in iowa i think this is a forewarning of things to come i absolutely agree yeah. i mean i kind of think a long a while ago someone had given this kind of an imagery they said it's almost like trump is like the giant and they're the lilliputians they're trying to like pull him down um and chris matthews is a guy he's so seasoned he's been he around is. this forever and a joe scarborough who yes. served in congress yes. as a republican yeah they know they know the scale of the trump movement how clever he is yep. on stage. Um, he's got, he just can relate to people like no one they've seen maybe since Reagan or earlier. Um, and I think that Matthews is a guy, you know, JD, we, we've watched pundits for three years. I think that, you know, the MSNBC with all their panels, and we've talked about this. They have a bunch of people every night, CNN, and, uh, yep. who agree with each other. Yes. And they don't see. To the real America, they don't see how people, why they relate to this guy. Yep. 
and they don't understand that and they just they just do not understand it and i think matthews is saying you have woefully underestimated the challenge that's right this guy is a movement it's not just him and that's another point the idea that it's just oh it's trump it's the people wanted the direction he's going in. Yes. And this is something they are incapable of, of accepting a lot of the leading Democrats and to their peril, J.D., that they don't want to see that. And it's tough here because everyone that's elected here, from Cicilline to Raimondo, it would never in their mind... They, they can't even envision being friendly with someone who would support and vote for the president. Right. But to their peril. Because then you don't fully understand, and it's such a turn up. I want to play for you, though. This is Chris Matthews last night. He's on set with Brian Williams, and listen to him. I mean, he's the big Democrat Matthews. Listen to his idea of the Democrat Party. Last night, Chris Matthews. Oh, hold on. The guy in the White House is chuckling all night here, showing the Democrats can't even get a three-car funeral organized, or whatever you want to call it. Uh, I would say to the people of Iowa, well, the last person leaving Des Moines, please turn out the lights. This wow. has not been a success. I fear daylight will obviate right. And you hear Brian Williams say, wow. Now, I also want to play for you, Donna Perry. I thought, and this caught me off guard, this was yesterday morning. And I, well, I flip around. I know some people. How oh, do you know? Oh, I do too. Fox, yeah, no, you should. This was Matthews, Chris Matthews on um, Morning Joe with Scarborough and, and talking about Bernie Sanders. And the Sanders people lit up after him on Twitter and so forth. But you're starting to more of this. And, 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 and I, think he, I think he calls it the way he sees it, Matthews, as far as with the Democrats. Listen to his depiction. I want to hear your thoughts on Bernie Sanders. Here we go. I'm not happy. I'm not happy with this field. I think they got to find a candidate for president that can be Trump. And you don't think anybody in this field? I'm looking. Trump? I'm still looking. Still looking. What's the problem? Obvious problems. They're all problems. Bernie Sanders is not going to be president of the United States. Okay? okay. I went back to the 72 race. I was a young volunteer for the DNC. I was working for a senator from Utah at the time. I've got to tell you, it feels a lot like it. A lot of giddiness, a lot of excitement, a thrill about this guy. You're saying a lot like McGovern? Well, exactly, because he was very excited. He excited the party completely, blew away a really good candidate like Muskie, a really good guy, blew him right out of the water because he had some issues. Now, analytically, I think a couple things have happened. One is Warren was riding high. I thought she was going to sweep through everything. I should first too easily and just keep going. She was the one candidate I thought could do that. What happened is she got a lot of scrutiny. A lot, you don't want a lot of scrutiny, and she got a lot of it. Does this stuff add up? The Medicare for all, the free college, all that stuff got killed. And hold on, hold on, hold on. It's not over. This is going to get it now. Bernie's going to get it now. Bernie's going to ride high. He's finally going to get scrutiny about his whole life, his ideology, his whole life. Who do you root for all his life? Who is this guy ideologically? It's not just a nice, good stuff like health care. Why, why does he say the stuff he does about Maduran people like that? Why does he say Denmark one week and then somebody else? I mean, I, people got to figure out who the guy is. Yeah. I think I know because I've, I've dealt with these guys most of my adult life. They're usually the guys at the card tables at, at, at their war rally. Maybe there's some old guy with some old literature from this socialist party or that trying to sell it, trying to latch on to the anti-war movement. There's always guys like that. And they're usually, with, you know, as, as Howard Fine once said, non-negotiable demands, you know, yelling up at the administration building during the anti-war movement. I know them, but I think the country's going to get to know them. I think we got a problem. We'll see.
Donna Perry, I want you to react to that. I thought that's very powerful, what Chris Matthews said. It, you know, it's taken a long time yeah. for that group of pundits, whether it's on Morning Joe, who've slammed Trump every morning for three years. Uh, it was refreshing because finally one of them is saying, J.D., what we have known. Number one, Bernie Sanders, however good a fighter, yep. is not nationally no. electable in this country I have, i've said that from the beginning warren is not either no, i got news not. for you yeah. um and so notice I, he thought he thought senator elizabeth warren was going to cruise and what happened scrutiny as we talked about yeah. right yeah the billionaires uh leon blackman they started speaking up they started they the media look at he knocks she's the media started to say how are you going to pay for this health care, and she couldn't come up with an answer. When the, the health care issue, I, and I've said this before, just say to Americans, um, do you want the government to run your hospitals yeah. that, like China? Right, <laughs> people, right. Sadly, people are dead in the corridor. Yes. No, you don't. No. We have problems in it, but that, that Medicare for all is a nice bumper sticker. It's easy to get 20-year-olds who haven't paid for health care yet. That's right. Um, but they also don't know the complexity of what good American health care really is and, and, you know, so I think Matthews, interestingly, though, John, when someone lays that out like that, if you notice at first, they're all almost a little bit silent. They are. Or they're saying like, they what? You yes. know, uh, I think Mika, she shrieked. She did. Yeah. She <laughs> did a gas. He's blowing the, yeah. you know, if they have any chance, they have to all be a little honest with themselves. Yes. They, they, something they, the road they can't seem to go down is to say, reason, Americans, reasonable people by the way, not just a stereotype, are behind Trump. Yep. They can be college-educated and career people. This idea that the base, like that insulting you know, thing that we heard from Don Lemon or something two weeks ago. That's um, right. You that see goes that? A long way. That goes a long way. Yep. And Mayor Pete, he actually, he's trying not to touch on it, but he did an interview basically, and Jake Tapper called him on it. If you're one of the 63 million that voted for Trump, you're racist. You're not going to win an election no. that way. You, that, you're was, not, that was Hillary with the deplorables. You're not going to win Americans who voted for a person. Number one, they don't like hearing that their president is a liar 24-7. That's yeah. all they hear from the other side. Just because you want reasonable and safe immigration control, that does not make you a racist, right. which is all we ever hear. Yes. It doesn't mean you hate, quote, black and brown people. That's yeah. all you ever hear. You know, and, and it doesn't mean because you don't accept uh, this Ukraine thing. The president may have overstepped the line, but he does not belong removed from office. Yeah. And if that's your position as a supporter, you see, they just can't get there. They can't. I thought Lamar was effective with that. You know, yep. was it improper? Probably. What removing someone? We're not removing right. this guy. No. I also want to play for you. And again, folks, good afternoon. It's John DePietro. And I want to play you just some sound, get your reaction to it. Donna Perry's in the studio. Now, this is Savannah Guthrie. Uh, the Biden, Camp Biden, they didn't put him out a lot. He agreed to this interview. They sent his wife, Dr. Jill Biden, even though she's not a medical doctor, but they sent <laughs> her out to kind of make the rounds. Yeah. I think that's very telling that the day of, you're in Iowa, and the candidate himself is not the one kind of doing the interviews a little bit. She sends the surrogate. But I want you to, what throws me here, and I want to get your thought, is at this point in the game, he still doesn't have, like, a good answer talking points down. Yeah. I want you to, and I don't know if you saw this, but I want to play it for everybody. This is yesterday on the Today Show. And Savannah Guthrie, to me, was actually kind of thrown by his reaction, taken aback. It's the way he talked to her. We could go into it. If this was a Republican, oh, my God, they would be going nuts at how dare you talk to a female that way. But listen to her questioning 
Now, this is supposed to be the front runner. All these months later, and the mere mention of his son's name just gets Biden off. Here the president is accused of and is acknowledged wanting to get information about your son Hunter and his dealings with Ukraine. And this process of impeachment has ensured that everyone knows about Hunter's dealings with Ukraine. That's a good thing. No one's found anything wrong with his dealings with Ukraine except they say it sets a bad image. Well, do you agree that it sets a bad image? And my son said that. Do you think it was wrong for him to take that position? No. Knowing that it was really because that company wanted access to you. Well, that's not true. You're saying things you do not know what you're talking about. No one said that. Who said that? What, don't, Who you said that? that don't you think that it's... What's your reaction to that, Donna Perry? You know, it's she's saying what everybody thinks. And, and the fact is, even Hunter Biden, when he did an interview, said... Everything I've ever gotten in my life is because my last name was Biden. He is such Biden. The Uh, downfall could be many, many things. But he is such an undisciplined candidate. He is. I am sure in defense of his operatives, J.D. They have worked with him in a room. They have said, here is your answer about Hunter. You and I know, J.D., in in some amount of campaigning. Here's your answer. When it's a tough question. That is the answer. You don't deviate. Nope. I don't care if Jesus Christ asks you yeah, or Savannah Guthrie. That's, That's your, your answer. answer. And you're sticking to it. Right. And yes. he is incapable of that. You're right. To question her. And to say to, you know, no. this big female oh. anchor, you don't know, honey, what yeah. you're talking I mean, that was basically what it he was, was thinking. And what she was saying is what anyone would think. Of course, that's why he was getting the money. Yeah. Right? Right. Now, I also want to play. I want to go back to Matthew. But if he, so. can I just. Oh, go ahead. If he is going to lose his cool with, you know, the female anchor of the Today Show. Yeah. Can we just imagine on a stage with Trump it's never happening. Who, who will yeah. revel in baiting him on this? Yeah. What do you think of the report of Senator John Kerry overheard in Iowa <laughs> saying, am I blanking delusional or should I be maybe getting ready to jump into this thing? Now, to me, that shows the wheels have completely come yes. off the Biden train. Yeah. Right? And Kerry people- was upset, tried to walk it back. But when you have people think at this point, I may be jumping in because I still don't rule out that Hillary is still thinking there's a way that I she know can we jump keep in. praying for that. I want to play for you again, though. <laughs> this is Matthews uh, talking. This was yesterday morning. Here we go. Hold on. I'm not happy with this field. I think they got to find a candidate for president that could be Trump. And you don't think anybody in this field? I'm looking. Trump? I'm still looking. Hold still on. Looking. I, I'm. I'm rep- repeating some of that. There's a part where I, I don't want to oh, get it, okay. but he starts to mock Sanders and say he talks about revolution and he can't get 60 votes and the guy's never accomplished anything. Um, I think that the Sanders people, and, and we're going to move on to some of the other candidates, but as much as um, the Sanders people are ready for the fight, I, I think it's the fact that Hillary was slamming Bernie Sanders last week. Yep. Other people are saying they have to step forward. Matthews, there he is, the big stalwart saying he, the guy can't win. It echoes what you say. He has not been examined. He can't win a general election. No, he can't. And, and when you look at, even with the mess of Iowa, J.D., just a, a disproportionate number of the support, let's be honest, does come from the college-age yes. crowd. Yep. And there's a thing that happens with, with if that is really your base. That is a fragile base as opposed to reliable, centrist, maybe leaning older 
Democratic voters who, by the way, they're more loyal voters. Um, I, I think that the Sanders thing is about to hit a real rough sledding. Um, he's got a tough campaign guy. Apparently, Jeff Weaver, of all the campaigns, was heard screaming on the phone yes. overnight. And, yes. and, you know, rightfully so. Like yeah. you say, they're exhausted. They've been in Iowa for like oh three years. God. You know, um, time so and energy I, and you do feel bad for that part of things. Uh, I will tell you quickly who I think comes out the winner of yes. this mess is Bloomberg. I, I really yep. do. There's a lot of pundits talking about that. Here's why. He skipped the whole Iowa process. He did. Um, which I think this could be the beginning of the end of this thing. You know, J.D., after a while, it's like people are in living rooms and then they're in gyms. And, and it's just, I don't know. I think they're going to have to go to a more modern primary vote. Yes. But Bloomberg could be playing a smart game. He's got the unlimited money, unlike yep. a Biden. He's going to position himself as he has been a proven elected person, unlike a Tom Steyer billionaire. Um, and I think he, you know, he did qualify for that debate, yes. which is at the end of this week, right yes. before New Hampshire. Yep. That, that I think a lot will be known of how does he handle himself at the end of this week. A lot of them are, are going through this week, J.D. They're exhausted. They're bruised. They don't know where they stand and their money becomes a question so yep. just for those reasons um and you know i do think when you pointed out the savannah guthrie interview with biden it's very problematic he can't respond to this very touchy issue with his son it's a central issue in the impeachment i mean you know i i just think the party has it's taken them time they're nervous there are some of them are saying to themselves, do you believe this? We may lose the whole thing to this guy. Yes. <laughs> um, but so. here's the thing. But as we and we are going to talk about Bloomberg in um, any thought on him being in town tomorrow. Yeah. Caught that um, from you. Yes. Um, that's I think after this mess, that might be turning into an interesting get uh, to just have him run through town. And I think to, to if there is to see what kind of a reception he gets, he's not competitive in new hampshire i believe so he's, he's skipping that yep um yeah the debate stage in new hampshire seven candidates have qualified and they include this is friday night in new hampshire joe biden mayor pete amy klobuchar bernie sanders tom steyer elizabeth warren and that andrew yang still hangs in there uh this could be the last debate without new york city mayor michael bloomberg so but him coming in um him skipping Iowa was really smart. The only thing that I come back to with Bloomberg is, I, I, and, and I don't know, his numbers are definitely coming up in the Super Tuesday states, which are March 4th. But the, to me, the Democrat Party, Donna Perry, is at a crossroads where, and this could be the implosion of the Democrat Party. As much as they've all been knocking the Republicans, it's the, the party of Trump. And you can't be a Republican. And, you know, if you don't go on with Trump, blah, blah, blah. But that is a united party. And, and he and Mitch McConnell demonstrated that during this whole impeachment fiasco. And, and people like Mitt Romney and others, you, you veer off at your own peril. But to me, a big center problem with the party is, and that Bloomberg, I, all they talk about is how much money he has. Not what a great idea he has, great structure True. and everything True. else. That's what makes him viable. Michael Moore was on stage at a, a Bernie rally Friday night in Iowa and said, and why are they letting Michael Bloomberg <laughs> yeah. in? Because he's got a blanking billion dollars. 
the Bernie people are never with Bloomberg. Never. No. Never in a million years. No. Matthew saying, you know, standing up at an anti-war rally, uncompromising demands. Uncompromising demands. That is the same. I believe the Sanders people would rather he run third party instead of kissing up to Mike Bloomberg. They, they seem they're willing to burn down the village in order to save it. Well, that's it. And Matthew's nailed it. I mean, that is really the personality of yes. Bernie. And all these years, he's yeah. been... A- and then he's found a movement. He has. Um, and he's angry, and they're angry. But you know what? Um, America is not the Soviet Union. It's not, no. <laughs> in 1917. It's not. You know, we are not revolutionaries no. because the people live too well, by yes, the way. that's right. <laughs> See, you need poverty and peasants and everything. Yep. And, and that's the thing. I think Matthew's is right. Those kind of guys... Bernie is in that mold. He is. Um, and, yep. and it's obviously do or die for him at this point. I mean, you know, the second big run. But I I just think um, what what has also been interesting to me quickly is how the week is playing out. Trump gets, he's taunting them every step of the way. He does. He gets, they have the fiasco in Iowa. He gets to do the State of the Union speech. You are correct. He should just be hopeful. He should look to the future, which taunts them also. It does. When he says, because he can dribble in, in in my next term, and they go crazy. And then he's going to have, be acquitted, obviously. Yes. And then the final kick is (laughs) rallying in Manchester the night before. Yes, that's right. (laughs) Next month. That's exactly right. He's just taunting them every step of the way. Yep. And right now, the way his approval rating and the economy, to me, Donna Perry, you would need a solid, unified Democrat party to take out incumbent. And that is the farthest thing right now. You know, Hillary Clinton, again, her, she will not go away. She keeps throwing. I have the urge to still run. Um, I think, I, you know, we've talked about it. I think this thing could run, end up in a brokered convention. Which, which, because yeah. Because Car- John Kerry saying... You know, I'm not going to stand by Joe Biden, John Kerry, Barack Obama, the Clintons. They feel like we're not going to stand by as much Bernie Sanders hijacked the party. Right. But as as I think it was Chris Christie or Rahm Emanuel said on this week, and I, I do give them credit. If you're angry about the impeachment and you are hate Trump and blah, 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 you're not so angry that you jump in with a moderate. You you go with the thing with Sanders who matches that anger. Right. And his his rallies are filled with, they are filled with anger. Yeah, and, and he's co-opted by, he's got AOC and that yeah. group, which I don't think they are going to no. relate to American women That's right. in any great amount. Yeah. So, um, But you're right, he, he is that kind of an unbending character. Yes. Um, but now we could see some real ugly stuff, inter-party yes. fighting in, in the party. And I mean, here we are sitting in the afternoon, J.D., and there's still no results No, still no results right now in Iowa. Now, just touching on a couple of other topics. Uh, Rhode Island Governor Gina Raimondo announced she's going to be involved with this pact that's going to raise money in some of the battleground states against President Trump. Now, a couple things about it. Number one, this again plays into the narrative, I, I find. She is just completely bored being in Rhode Island. To me, she is like anywhere other than Rhode Island she, she'd rather be. Uh, this is a way that she feels she can really utilize um, some of her experience as head of the National Democrat Governor Association. She wants to make contact in these states, Arizona, North Carolina, Florida, you know, laying the groundwork farther on. But when you look at who's behind and who's involved with this pact, so she's going to be among six leaders, Governor Gina Raimondo, coalition, organize against 
President Trump. And so the states that they're going to be involved in, it's field organizing. Arizona, Florida, Michigan, North Carolina, Pennsylvania, Wisconsin over the next six to eight weeks. But here are the groups that are involved that she's going to be interacting with. Service Employees International Union, NEA, American Federation of Teachers, Randy Weingarten. Um, National American Federation of State County Municipal Employees, Planned Parenthood, NAACP, and the Color of Change Pack. You know, for someone that came onto the scene as this CEO type of reformer, reformer, yeah, yeah I know. Uh, you tell me, there's not one CEO or private business involved with this whole thing. It's all union money. Yeah, she she's trying to raise her national profile yep. with those are the bread and butter groups of the National Democratic Party. That's you right. Know, the unions, Planned Parenthood, the list is very familiar. And um, you know, I think you're right, JD. She's clearly looking for what is her political move after being the governor of Rhode Island um, as it's sinking. And she's just, you know, that's part part of what they do. You yeah. know, she's clearly been looking to have the national profile, whether she right. thinks, uh, I think it's less likely by the day there's going to be a Democratic administration coming in. That's but, right. you know, that those people have a hard time imagining that they could be losing Yes. Yeah. Um, whether she's teeing up to be U.S. senator down the line, we don't know who's stepping out of that. I don't see that right now. No. Um, I think it's just all laying the groundwork. It's just but laying I the groundwork. To, yeah. Like, how dare you? As if the state could afford her to be away at all. Well, that's right. right. Providence, the school system, is is still a disaster. Nothing has changed. Uh, you have this scandal going on with the speaker that's under investigation by the state police. You still don't have people happy. They still have not. Listen, we have an empty Superman building. That 195 land, she said that that Wexford building was going to be life sciences, high tech. And who's moving in there? Uh, well, Twin River is going to be their new headquarters. Yeah, and she, None of this is mapping out. No. Zero. And, can, can and we now just, she's going to be on the road. Field offices. This isn't like your surrogate doing interviews on some station yeah. in like Wisconsin, a radio station, right? Trying to just be a surrogate for the campaign. You're going to be doing field work. That means she's going to be traveling and be out of state. She, she is trying to do the governor's job part-time. Yes. She devotes, more, yep. she devotes more time and energy, in my view, than we have ever, ever seen, seen a governor yes. playing at the national yep. level. Yeah. You know, and as you say, and just quickly, you know, when you read the headlines of what they're doing with this Twin River, you know, agreement deal. Oh, my goodness. Now, J.D., let's keep in mind, that big corporation, that's a taxpayer-subsidized situation. That's right. Twin River is not paying for their own no. building. They're no. even getting the freebie of the attached garage. It's yep. a $40 million garage. They're going in on this, you know, huge tax-subsidized $35 million uh, building. If you add up the garage and they get to, quote, lease space. The other thing I wanted to just mention quickly Go when ahead. I caught no. that... Guess what the taxpayer is also going to be paying for? That's like a billboard for them when they're saying they want the signage rights yes. outside at that, that park. park. Guess, that's right. Guess what? We, that, someone should find out if that's a taxpayer-funded situation. I bet you it is. We should not be paying no. for all the business expenses of You're this right. company. Yep. And there was the headline, just in case anyone wondered why. Oh, Look at yes. that, 275000 <laughs> yeah. Her and Don Schweitzer, who again, Schweitzer is a, a smart guy, knows everyone, very yeah. effective, but they had joined at the hip. And this certainly explains why. I mean, she wanted to be the head of the Dems and, and a Democrat Governor Association and raise money, and she did. And who gave her money? Deloitte gave her ninety grand. That's 
That's the whole UHIP situation. Laborers, well, that's all the, the work that's being done on the roads. And then NEA Rhode Island gave her a ton of money. And what did she do? She signed the uh, forever contract legislation. But um, just saying, you know, I, I want to come back to, and, and you're exactly right, but with Governor Raimondo being part-time, you worked with Governor Kachiri. Before that, we had uh, Governor Allman. Uh, Chafee was, was Chafee just doing his own right. thing. But to me... Governor Gina Raimondo, when she came in, it was just always about her. It was always about national publicity and interviews, you know, and stories of the New York Times, Washington Post, and everything else. Then she thought she was getting on with Hillary. To me, it's like she's never fully settled down and tried to focus on the state and the problems. Right. Compared with, you don't see any of that type of stuff about Massachusetts Governor Charlie Baker. Not, no, he's doing the job <laughs> seven days a week. On being the governor and, of and they have the yep. results. One they of do. her. One of her taglines was always she would say about grooming the workforce. Now, she's not wrong about that, but she would right. have this line about it's all about talent. Yeah. But you see, it's all about her. <laughs> she wants her talent yes. or whatever that is. Yeah. Uh, she wants a national profile. She needs to meet these people if she wants a oh, national yeah. profile. Yeah. You know, I think she sees a future in Washington. I don't think, you know, they want to stay here forever. I, I no. just don't. So. But you guess what? You don't get to use the Rhode Island public's time to run While around the country yep. and, and do that. Let's go back to, this is cover of the New York Post this morning. Des Moines. <laughs> Caucus <laughs> implodes chaos in Iowa. Democrats in chaos as Iowa caucus implodes. I'm not sure how they even recover. You know, we, this is a Tuesday. You know, never mind what's Saturday Live or anything else. Yeah. I don't know if they, I think the party has taken a hit here. Yeah. I really mean, I don't think, I mean, we're still waiting for results. I don't think the party is going to fully recover from this. This is, let's call it Donna Perry, how we started off talking about Iowa. But this is a national embarrassment. Right, this is not. You know, as, as different people are putting, these are the people who want to run your health care system. This is not the town of Jamestown, you know, running, right. <laughs> the, uh, you know, the town council race. Hot mess Hawkeye. Oh, my. Not, may not be first in nation ever again. Dems have no caucus results. I think that's 100% correct. Wow. You know what? Buttigieg shrugs off criticism after claiming win. I agree with you. I think that's going to come back to bite him, that yep. he gave that speech as if he had yeah. just won. Premature. Yeah. And, and he's going to end up kind of looking foolish. How about this tech firm started by Clinton campaign linked to debacle? Yeah, that's got, that story has got very legs. very interesting. Yep. Yeah. Nate Silver may have screwed up whole nomination process. You know, Iowa is supposed to kind of whittle the field. Yeah. And I agree with you coming back to someone that right now where they were questioning that he was going to wait till Super Tuesday. I agree with you. I think the big winner here is Michael Bloomberg. Yep. Because now I never happened. You have Nevada. Now, the Nevada caucus supposedly is using the same app that they used in Iowa. Oh, last good time. luck. So that's a problem. So now you have New Hampshire, you have South Carolina, and then the next big thing is Super Tuesday. And Bloomberg has now popped a three in the national And he's polls. been spending a lot of time in California. Again, remember quickly what, what Nate Silver uh, with that online uh, report, what they're talking about is... Iowa, all these contests, J.D., have a certain number of delegates yes. attached to it. That's right. So if you have a tainted 
result, which is what I'm calling it, yeah. out of Iowa. It's beyond the, the PR element that no one can claim you're coming out as the victor. Right. You could contest, by the way, what he's saying in that article, I think, you could contest the delegates attached to Iowa all the way through. Well, that's the other thing. Yeah, someone, uh, a legal person it. texted me. They could. I'm seeing right now, Iowa Dems now promising 50% of the results by 4 o'clock today. <laughs> no prediction in one 100% will be in. I, I don't know where that goes. Why don't they wait till next Christmas? Yeah. <laughs> before I, Again, folks, Donna Perry uh, in studio. Before I let you go, uh, any other parting thoughts or any other story that you want to mention? Um, a Massachusetts yes. item. I don't know if it carries Go weight. Uh, Caroline Kennedy has in the Boston Globe the endorsement for Biden today in, oh. in this morning's paper. Yep. Um, I do think as the really the last voice, the daughter of JFK, there are corners of that party. Um, she has maintained herself a dignified and public servant. She was the U.S. ambassador to Japan under Obama. And that's how she kind of got close to Biden. Um, that is... Those are the kinds of things and those are the kinds of endorsements that show he is still, you know, the establishment figure Sure. Uh, in the mess. Unfortunately, her piece hitting today. Is oh, my goodness. Then terrible it's like wiped time. out. Yeah, you yeah. get wiped out. Yeah. Well, you know, you think he was very friendly with Ted. Yeah. So there's the Kennedy connection. One final. I, I think it's look, look at this. It's Tuesday. The president has, hasn't even been acquitted yet. But I think it's already it's like impeachment. Who? Right. That, that, that is that is off the radar. Well, they show Iowa him. State of the Union has wiped out the whole impeachment situation. <laughs> well, I, I like the report saying that even during impeachment, his approval rating has ticked up. Yes. So, like he's yeah. he's it's more than half the country. It is. It'll go way higher. I think uh, guys like Matthews, J.D., just quickly, they've yeah. been around the game. Yep. People are starting to say Trump could have a win by 40 states. Or higher. Wow. Okay, that, that gets to be a McGovern. Total land, blowout. Yeah, blowout. Yes. Yeah. Well, one thing I will say this about Matthews is as much as some people may knock him and the birdie people are knocking him. But what I what I stand out to me is when when he's high on a candidate, it shows. He has that famous, you know, line where he was saying, you know, every time he sees Barack Obama speak, he gets a certain tingle up his leg and so forth. Now, as much as he was mocked, what I took from that is he could tell that then Senator Obama was the real deal, right? Yep. No wait. When Matthew Sorum was following him, it's like this This is someone to watch. This is someone that when he broke out and won Iowa and then it just kept going from there. Um, th and then, you know, Hillary had the whole crying thing in New Hampshire. But my point is <laughs> someone like Matthews doesn't play the game. Right. right. He was like, this is a disaster. Yeah. This is a disaster. They don't have anyone. I think the next thing you're going to see, and we have, we'll have plenty of time to talk about it, but I think it is going to be a brokered convention. Absolutely. I really do. Yeah. So, Donna Perry, great job. This is a lot of fun. Great to be here on a All fun right. day. That's right. All right, folks, it's Sean DePietro. Coming up at 1 o'clock, by the way, we're going to have uh, David from Brood Awakenings. You're going to love this. Thank you, Billy Manzo, everybody on Facebook Live. Folks, wait do you hear this, what happened to Brood Awakenings and Johnson, simply because they allowed someone who was uh, getting signatures for the Trump campaign to sit there, set up a stand, wait do you hear the out, uh, outrage about it. We're going to talk to David of Brood Awakenings coming up at 1. Folks, in the meantime, remember, Henry Oil, they want to be your oil delivery company. Company. Call them 521-0200. Since 1947, full-service fuel company, fuel oil, diesel, gasoline delivery, oil burner service and installation, automatic delivery, budget plans. Call Henry Oil today at 521-0200, 521-0200 online at henryoil.com. Reliable, affordable, 
fuel oil delivery, fuel oil, diesel, gasoline. Call Henry Oil today, 5210200. It's John DePietro. A lot more ahead. Don't go anywhere. Plus, more news on the State House scandal. It's all coming up. Do you own and operate a small business and you rely on communicating with your employees while they're out in the field? Well, if you do, this is the perfect time to make the switch to T Mobile for Business. This is Sal with T Mobile for Business, and I encourage you to reach out to me today at 401 332 This is the perfect time to make the switch to T Mobile for Business. Right now, we have unlimited plans with unlimited talk, text, and data. With no contract, great deals on iPhones and Samsungs, this is the perfect time to make the switch to T-Mobile for Business. Stop wasting money. Call me for a free consultation at 401-332-0000. Again, 401-332-0000. Stop wasting money with your current cell phone carrier. Call me today, Sal with T-Mobile for Business, 401-332-0000. Remember, if you're a business owner, hello, thank you, Billy. It's Billy Manzo, pizza genius. Remember, folks, you're a business owner, MEGA Truck and Trailer Repair. Serving Rhode Island and Massachusetts, MEGA 508-336-2110. MEGA, MEGA Truck and Trailer Repair. Commercial trailers, diesel equipment, free estimates, FHWA inspections, Rhode Island State Inspection Station, trailer pickup and delivery, 24-hour mobile service, ABS repairs, brake stores. If it's on a trailer, they can fix it. MEGA, MEGA Truck and Trailer Repair. Call them today, 508-336-2110, 508-336-2110, MEGA Truck and Trailer Repair. Ma, when are we getting the heat back? As soon as... Local propane company. Delivers. Last time that took three days. At least it's not as cold as inside. I'm propane man and I got a plan. I'm gonna help you with your gas. If your service is lame, we don't play that game. We're gonna be the end of flash. If your heat is out, just give us a shout with a company you can trust. Brittle makes it never give it a green. You can always count on us. Propane plus. Propane plus. Propane plus. Folks, that's right. Propane plus. They wanna be your propane provider. Call Tim Johnson and his family today. Two locations, Rehoboth and East Greenwich, 885 4209. 885-4209 propane plus for heating and cooling with propane remember underground tanks hi there frank mar above ground tanks full service your one source for all your propane needs automatic delivery extensive selection of tanks all propane appliances satellite tank monitoring locked in rates through the plus plan discounts for builders installation and service for heaters generators water heaters pool heaters fireplaces boilers and furnaces propane plus hi there george call them today 885-4209 885-4209 for propane plus you are listening to the john DePietro show on 99.9 fm and 1380 a.m news talk wnri All right, folks, and we're back on this uh, Tuesday. Good afternoon, one and all. Here I am. It's Juan. Hi there, George. Folks, there it is. Now, coming up, what do you hear next hour? Local business owner. It's my friend David from Brood Awakenings. We did the remote there in Johnston back in October, and he allowed, yeah, somebody said, yeah, they want to get some signatures for the president. Yeah, you can come in, set up a table, and so forth. Yeah, that'd be terrific. Right there in Atwood Avenue. Well, sets up a firestorm. People want to boycott the place. We're going to talk to... 
David coming up from Brood Awakenings at 1 o'clock. Folks, good afternoon, one and all. It is Juan. Phone lines are open. 401-766-1380. 401-766-1380. Good afternoon to everybody on Facebook Live. There's my friend George. There's Frank. There's everybody. Folks, you can always tune in that way. Don't forget, visit the website, depetro.com, D-E-P-E-T-R-O.com. And then you can read the independent report that they're still all talking about. We have new information coming up that we're going to post probably later today. Regarding Speaker Mattiello, Jim Demers, state police moving in on Mattiello. Hola, Ryan. That's right. Now, I want to share, and those of you that listen to the program for a while. Now, folks, remember, go to depetro.com. You can contact me there. And I want to mention, uh, you'll also see on the new website, it says advertise. Right now, we have two openings. Two openings for advertisers. If you'd like to advertise on the show, and obviously, folks, listen. Juan needs all the sponsors he can get. Go to the website, click on the part that says advertise, and you can support the program. Uh, be a supporter, be a sponsor. Go to depetro.com, D-E-P-T-R-O.com. We keep a low number of sponsors, so then we have a low commercial load. And uh, right now we do have two openings. But I wanted to mention, I was, um, I felt terrible yesterday when I learned the news, like everyone else, about Rush Limbaugh. And unlike other people that you're going to hear, not only am I a fan of Rush. First of all, it bothers me that I, you know, my time slot goes up against him because I am a big fan of Rush. But where I am very fortunate is I had a chance when I worked and lived in New York, but worked in New York, to I, I worked with Rush. As a matter of fact, from where my office was at WABC in New York and where Rush was, he was... One office over for me. And I don't mean like offices outside. I mean we were all both at WABC, 17th floor. I had an office, and Rush was down the hall to the right. Uh, The first office next to me was Ed Keene, and then the next office was Rush Limbaugh, and then he and Kit Carson and Kathleen, they had the whole back of the hallway uh, there on the 17th floor. And so Rush was literally, I used to see Rush every morning. He'd walk by, say good morning, I'd talk to him. Uh, I was uh, very fortunate that I actually had dinner with Rush Limbaugh when I was in New York. It was in 1991. We had dinner on the Upper East Side. There were four of us. And he had, um, it was Ernie's on uh, Broadway in New York. And we had dinner with Rush. He was in a good mood. He shared the story that he had, um, he had written his book. And uh, he got an advance or something like that. Anyhow, he was telling a story. And he wasn't a braggart. He wasn't a braggart in any way, but Rush Limbaugh told the story that he he opened up, he was going through his mail, and right there in the mail was a check for $1 million from, I think it was from the publisher, the advance, or just how well the book was doing. But let me fast forward to, in 1997, when I was working with Rush, Rush is one of those people, more than met Ryan, more than met him, Ryan. In 1997, when my son Daniel was born, April... April 14th, 1997, we got a baby gift from Rush. Then I was in New York, working in New York, and I, my folks were back here. And my on-air work there really started to take off, but I was still in a part-time mode. And um, I made the decision to move back for whatever reason. No, I'm just kidding. But to come back to Rhode Island, where my folks were still alive on Ferncrest Avenue. And take the full-time position on WHJJ. But before I did that, um, 
Rush had heard me on the air. He gave me some tips. But I sat down with his off in his office, and I still have the notes that I'm actually going to find, and I'll bring them in. He said, you know, uh, Johnny, get out your pen. And we sat, I'm going to say for about 45 minutes. He was so generous with his time. And Rush gave me four points, like bullet points. Here's my advice to you. And gave them to me. And I still have them. And they were right on mark. They were tremendous. Uh, They still apply to this day. The advice that Rush gave me has always given me the advantage over so many other hosts. There's a lot of bad hosts out there. I'm not even going to get into it. But what I want you to know is people debate who is the bigger star in radio. You know, was it Howard Stern or was it Rush or whatever? To me, it's always been Rush because Rush is alone. I'm a Stern fan. But Stern, you know, could Stern do his show alone? I don't think he could. Howard, his forum of greatness is he's got Robin, he's got the guests, he's always had the ensemble, whether it was Fred or Jackie or Gary, what have you. But Rush is alone. And I, I also, I have a photo that I have posted on Facebook when President Bush, the president, 41, He came to WABC and was on with Rush Limbaugh, and I have a photo at the WABC studios with President Bush 41. It was in uh, 1992, uh, after um, the Iraq War, and President Bush was was in New York, and he came and he was on the Rush program. But what I want you to know is he is, you know, when you hear him, he is so hilarious, and he's so brilliant. He is timeless, Ryan, and it's rotten. What the other side, what they have done to him and the way that people have gone after him. And he just stays the course. His show is just as good today as it was back in when I first heard him in 19, whatever it was, 87 or 88. And he's hilarious. He is on point. He is so gifted. It's not your imagination. He is without question the best. He is absolutely the best. So our thoughts and prayers go out to him. I had a nice conversation with some, someone connected with him just uh, yesterday, and I am going to send him a note. Uh, he's mentioned me on the show from time to time. He highlighted me on the show and played the audio when I did that interview where Frank Caprio told Obama to shove it and so forth. But anyhow, uh, but just so you know, Rush Limbaugh is, is, is just a great a guy in person as he is to the person that you hear uh, on the radio. And I, I was just heart sick yesterday hearing the news that he has um, apparently very advanced lung cancer. All right, folks, next hour, you don't want to miss this next story. David from Brood Awakenings joins me. Trump derangement syndrome. The power hour is next. Leave it right here on the John DePietro Show. Iwan Socket, W236CW, W260DC. W-N-R-I.